Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santee. Uh, and here's Lisa Murphy. Hello. <laughs> Yay, again. Morning. It's so nice to have you on a break so that I can take advantage and make you work for me on the podcast. I love <laughs> it. And I hope I hope we can squeeze a few more in before we Me too. We go back to school and I go back to the airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so too. Excuse me. So thanks for coming again. Um, so we're gonna talk about a chapter or an idea from a chapter. The book is called, um, it's a brand new book from Rootledge. In fact, it has a 2024 publication date and it's still just a little bit of 2023 when we're recording this, but the book is called Play and Health in Childhood, a Rights-Based Approach by Julia Whitaker and Allison Tonkin. And then chapter four is What is a Right? Written by Allison Tonkin. And that's what we're going to talk about is rights, play as a right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so um to get started i'll just to, to stay with the, the 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 format um we'll start with this human rights belong to everyone from cradle to grave <clears throat> excuse me and everywhere in between irrespective of who you who we are and where we come from defined and protected by law human rights cannot be taken away and reflect shared values such as fairness equality independence and dignity and it goes on Um, So the reason this stood out to me when we were trying to decide what to talk about, um, one, it's a new book that I'm reading, so it was in my brain anyway, but we talk a lot, especially in our work with IPA USA, about play being the right of the child and the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child and the fact that um, play is outlined as a right in that document. And the United States now, I think, is the only country in the United Nations that hasn't ratified um, and that could be an hour conversation too. But I know that when we have talked in the past about this, you have some thoughts about. I uh, let me put, keep going. I do. So, yeah. Yeah. My headset on, uh, my headphones on because the dog is, you know, thinks you're planning on attacking us here. <laughs> in the house. So if I do this, then he won't, he won't hear you. I don't know how many people are watching this versus listening to nobody this. yet. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, Article 31 under the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, and and um, it says that children have the right to play. And m- my take with that, without sounding like the Debbie Downer in the room, is being the only country that hasn't ratified it, we don't have any kind of political leg to stand on when it comes to then providing play right Right. time for pay place uh, places for play um it's not seen as a priority Mm -hmm. um but that being said i mean and deeper in the article if we get to that i I appreciate how it even acknowledges that the 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 countries that have gone and ratified and have created it's not always as easy to implement it um you know as as we might think oh like oh over in wales it's always happening or in the uk it's always happening because they they did ratify it like they have their struggles too sure but I mean, and and I I never want to like cut the conversation immediately short with it, but like at the end of the day, we can say kids have the right to play all day long, but yeah. politically and from a governmental point of view, it's not like we can turn to any existing 
you know, government framework, mm-hmm. you know, not that that's our MO anyway, but it, it's not like they, they have, they don't have a dog in the fight. So they don't have to, in theory, put their money where their mouth is because they have said they don't have a right, right. to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I think <clears throat> I agree with all of that. I mean, that's the whole point of having that document was so that countries who signed on to it could be sort of accountable, held to held a little bit accountable because if you're going to if you're going to say yes we believe this then policy and practice and um you know other cultural societal factors should reflect that acknowledgement that yeah we think these are human rights that all children should have um but but i think it's still useful to use the language like i, I think oh 100% yeah like you know they they belong to everyone that there's later in the um chapter they talk about um the commun- the the people who have the right who are entitled to the rights are duty holders and the people who are obligated to like fulfill the right are the duty bearers that's on page mm, 65 mm-hmm. and i think that's where this comes into the conversation like i th- i think the right exists whether or not it is provided or allowed or honored is the question do you know what well, i mean I, that's why i have have started saying language kind of to that point is that, yeah. you know, although I'm a part of a country that has not ratified this piece of it as a practitioner, mm-hmm. I believe that children do have the right to play, to mm-hmm. rest, you know, all the other rights included, I think for today, we're focusing on the, maybe the play piece mm-hmm. of, of it. So in order to be consistent with a stated value and then my practice, right, how are we making sure that the environments that I'm either working with mm-hmm. or aligned with or coaching with or whatever, how do we make sure that you know, this is Lisa Murphy's like MO number one is, are we being consistent? You know, yeah. we're saying this, what, what we're stating that this is a value. So what does our practice actually look like? And have we done our due diligence unpacking our stated values so mm-hmm. we can make sure that what we're putting into practice is reflective of what we say we believe in? Yeah. And I, so, yeah, I think we are, my plan at least was to focus on play specifically. Um, you know, I think, you know, there it's, I can't remember how many rights there are in the in the document. In the document. Um, but I know that the one that I think is the big hang up for the United States is the right to be free of corporal punishment. Um yeah, it was something about removing like power from the family or something yeah, like that. Yeah, was, people, was why pe- there was resistance. But right. also if you look historically as to when when was that? 1970 it was 80. Not nine, early 80s. 80. Yeah. So, you know, who was in government, who was in power? You yeah. know, you look at some of yeah. some of that time frame as they say that tracks <laughs> <laughs> the kind of yeah the United States was socially at that yeah. at that point yeah um, so and- but but to, to go back to the idea of of using it personally as a guide um for me it's because this is news to no one I love language and I love the way being intentional and specific about word choice can impact how people receive an inf- receive a message or um, how you, I think how you think determines what you do and the language you use kind of guides how you think. Um, I think talking about a right of childhood play is a right, um, that they should have access to can be more powerful. And it definitely is more powerful just internally for me, um, than just saying, oh yeah, I love play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it gives it a layer of credibility. Yeah. That 
I mean, I think probably everybody listening and you and I included, I can speak for you, I think in this in this piece here is is we wish we didn't have to have that bigger language mm -hmm. that it should. I'm shitting on you all now. It should Love be it. a given. Yeah. Like you're a, you're a kid. Of course, you right. have the right to play. Like, really, I have to, like, make this political. Like, I have right. to, you know, raise it up a notch. I have to elevate what yeah. what should just yeah. be something that's a that's a given. Yeah. And and unfortunately, I think you and I are are both I idealistic realists. Yeah. So yeah, it would be great, but at the end of the day, I need to have language. And and I think one of the things you and I are really good about is making sure that we have language that can resonate with whoever we're talking to at that yeah. moment. And I always have that cocktail party analogy where, mm -hmm. you know, I might need to play the numbers game over here. And I, you know, so you have to be a little familiar with Heckman, even though I hate the analogy, the, right. you know, the return on investment, yep. but th that language is going to resonate with somebody. So I think, I think at least for me at this point in my career, uh, when, when I think about advocacy for play and ad advocacy for children, you got to be able to, to you got to know your audience Yeah, and, and this language is going to resonate perhaps you know, with, with one group of people that you're trying to talk to about this than, than other yeah. language. Yeah. There are times when I have thought, um, if I talk about this being play, being a human right, is it going to turn someone off because it's like so drastic or so dramatic or whatever? But I, I think the flip side might also be true. If I say, you know, if I just say, yeah, I think children should deserve, deserve to play people are going to be like, yeah, and they do everywhere. They're always, everything's play. But if, if I'm talking about it being a human right that they maybe are deprived of, then maybe that's enough to create that pause to think, like, even if oh. you are just thinking about what you do every day in your space with children. Okay. So how much are they really playing? How much choice and agency do they really have? And that, or does that, it just seem playful to me because I'm up here? You know what I mean? And, and I think that's important to me. Yeah. And, and I've said this a thousand times and I believe it still to this day it it stopped me in my tracks when I was on um, the Kinder Chat. Kinder Chat from a hundred years ago had me on as a guest, uh -huh. and Mardell was facilitating that night. And she said, "Lisa, have you ever really thought about like, are we really advocates of and protectors of play or of choice?" Mm -hmm. And that stopped me in my tracks and I've never been able to like not remember that Yeah, because it's so true because out of that choice and autonomy and agency comes what we as observers would call or categorize as play. Mm -hmm. But, but the choice piece is crucial. Right. And, and I think maybe, maybe if we're going to unpack this to death, children have the right to that level of agency mm -hmm and choice and time to do with as they please. Because mm -hmm. I think because of play, if you think about Peter Gray and uh, that it's freely chosen and you can quit when you're done, you're not even gonna reach what we would call play if you're not the boss of what you're doing. Right. That self-selection. And, and I think to your comment of just pausing and reflecting on what we're doing on a daily basis, yeah. you know, how, how much time do they have yeah. to, make choices yeah and, and I think that's where I, th I think thinking in that way um also helps us connect play to mental health and everyone's really concerned about children's mental health right now and we're Which hearing is more the Brian and more Sutton about Smith it 
right? I'm interrupting yeah. you, but no, that, that's that okay. Has to be a part of this conversation yeah. is Brian Sutton's movie because that also brought me to my knees the first time I heard that is yeah. that the opposite of play is not work; it is depression. Right. Yes, and and, and so. I think some sometimes we hear and and definitely for me early on in my thinking about this, um, it was like okay, so yeah, plays fun, so yeah, of course it's good for mental health, and and that's a piece of it for sure because like that joy releases the endorphins in your brain, and uh, you know uh, you want to repeat it, and your brain then goes seeking for other opportunities, but also it's the it's the agency and the choice, right? A big piece of anxiety and depression is feeling like you don't have any internal locus of control. Everything uh -huh. is done to you. Um, other people are in control of what happens to you more often than not. And if you look at a typical childcare day, how yeah. often does a child experience, okay, here's where I have ex internal locus of control very little and, and and drill down <laughs> even harder there and let's talk specifically about toddlers let's yes. talk about the three and unders you yeah. know how often does that does that happen and and this is where it and it's never really bubbled up to be like something like lisa murphy as a speaker has gone and grabbed it's like salt and peppered some of my work uh -huh. but really if you think about it between peter gray's work of of mental health and 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 the brain research that talks about what happens, um, the the statistics of mm -hmm. you know increase of childhood depression and decrease in mental health and the correspondence with the lack of recess and playing outside, like the fact that this isn't cr a crisis, well, it is a crisis. Yeah, it's just not being paid attention. Seen to as a crisis, yes, because kids don't vote, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that's John Holt. <laughs> They think they should vote. Thought they should um, vote. Yeah. Well, but like you would think that if people really connected those dots and see to your earlier point that it's not just something fun, mm -hmm. that that there's a it, it wouldn't still be continuing as a species. We still wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't serving some purpose. Mm -hmm. I think our problem of the in the culture and society that you and I live in is that that people want to frame it. They want to be able to test it. They want yeah. to define it. They want to identify it. They want to market it. You know, they want to package it, and 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 we all know that that that's why play is so tricky. Is because yeah. you know, for every definition, you'll get five more. They're like rabbits. You know, right, you, <laughs> right. How do you how do you define it? Well, I just know it when I see it. It's like porn. You know. Like, <laughs> Yes. In that way. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, I know that there are folks who are just like, well, they, and, and this is 100 percent me. I just wish they could play because they're children. Exactly. And, and that's what children should be doing. And to circle they, back to the right piece. Of but it, I know that I need to convince others. So I have to have all these other pieces. Exactly. And that's the that's the 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 cocktail party yeah, business yeah. Is, is who's in front of me. And one of one of the pieces of my I don't know advocacy is learning more about playwork as a profession, mm -hmm. right? And and taking that class and going to the, some of the playwork conferences over in in the UK is really becoming a lot more comfortable with saying that that play for the sake of play needs to be enough. Mm -hmm. And and I might believe that you know, and but and that's where the right piece of the right they have the right to do it for the sake of doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, oh, you've got that leg to stand on. So then you see that, well, we've we've agreed that they have the right to play. So now we're gonna create these places 
And now we're going to let you go to school to get a bachelor's in playwork so you can be the people providing, you know, not providing, yeah. but facilitating in that space. And, and yeah. you see the provisions, as they say, right, the space and the time. And, and you're like, oh, my gosh. So, yes, it might be still a system with its own issues. And we're, I'm not a part of that. So I can't really speak to it because I've not been hands, you know, on the ground there with it. But, but at least you've got a system. Like yeah. we don't even, we don't even have the, the prologue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. And to go back to the idea that it's something that whether anybody ratifies it or not, it can be something we, we examine and we believe it or we don't. And if we believe it, you know, I think about even, um, like all the people who say, I'd love to let children play more, but parents want dot, dot, dot. If we're framing it as a human right, we're going to have a different response to that than if we're framing it as um, uh, a, a commodity that we're selling. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes, um, these are our paying customers and the customers are always right. Well, they're not always right. Not sometimes, always right. sometimes they ask if they can bring Mountain Dew for lunch for their child. And we say no, because we have a strong belief and some scientific background or information that tells us that's not a great thing for clay. Yes. Yes. That's that's where I get frustrated often with just that, the, the doormattiness. Yeah. Like we know better. Like, do you really believe in it then? If you're willing to say, Oh, I'm not going to do it because somebody else wants me to this other thing. I don't think we talk about that enough. Yeah. You know, that then obviously you don't believe it. Otherwise you'd be making it happen. And you would be protecting it and and protecting yeah. it. All yeah. right. That's my that's my image of standing yeah. over that foundation and saying, you know, I appreciate that you think something else should be happening. However, based on the, the work that we've done, the research that's out us, those connecting the dots between yeah. mental health and, and brain development and all of this stuff. So I appreciate that you want them to be doing worksheets, um, <laughs> but that's not supported in the in the research. And yeah. that. I'm thinking now about with uh, the session I attended at NACI with the pushy dames, yeah. we talked about the confidence piece, mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you age in, like, you know, and there's that timeline, right. Of the teacher development, uh-huh. there probably was a time in our career, you and me that we didn't know. Absolutely. Right. We knew yes. this. We talk about yeah. before we knew better. Right. Yeah. But as we know better, you start doing better. Yeah. And Bev used to say, Bev Boz, you know, rest in peace. Bev used to say, Lisa, you you just need gray hair. Like nobody's, you got to have the gray hair. That's when everybody will just believe you <laughs> because you got the gray hair. And, and, and I think there is, although that's kind of silly, but yeah, we age into, I think, being more confident mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. more comfortable. Um, yeah. Sometimes people in the audience will be like, you know, I might appoint my crew. I just shook. I just shut the door. I, I, I give lip service to the principal mm-hmm. and then I shut the door and I do what I know needs to be done. Yeah. But I don't know if first year out the gate teachers are not all of them are at that point. No. Well, I, yeah. I mean, part of it is the, the unevenness of our staff qualifications, right? If you, if anyone can come in and start in some settings, you need a high school diploma and that's what you need. And you come in, then adopting this um, school of schoolification is easy, right? I can, I have this mental model and, and I can do things that look like school, but even people who are getting degrees. And I, I found this when I was doing research for the schema book, um, uh, talking to professors and talking to students plays not taught it it might be a column in a textbook it might be make your activities 
playful playful um use toys instead of worksheets and then it's suddenly play to do your your adult-led um yeah standard activity i know right so 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 i think you're right there might be an instinct that we want them to play more but we don't have that confidence until we've learned how to kind of talk and think about it differently thinking about how we're thinking about yeah yeah so I don't know. I just, I've had some of these conversations in these, in this last semester, because I have a couple of students in my class who have worked for, um, uh, a a chain that's very, very, very structured and sells academics and on their website has a photo of, um, infants sitting in a circle with a, parent or with a teacher reading a book aloud to the group oh of that's infants. horrible <laughs> no so she was like wait what <laughs> every time I talked about play and and the, it comes up you know well I what if I have a curriculum I have to do what if this what if that even if you do that's maybe two hours of your day right that you're scripted in that way yeah what's going the on the other 10 whole rest of the day yeah um and you have more wiggle room in that script than you probably think you do but if you find that you need a little bit more information or or you're not really sure how to do it that stuff's out there whether you are in a college class or not there there's there's resources to help you I think you're you're this we might be slippery sloping but that's what I love about talking with you yeah I know I just went on a not not no. thought out rant that just completely no I love was it top because- of my head No, that's to me, that's the best kind of conversation, but it's also (laughs) making me think, and you've heard me only, I just, sometimes I, I, I would hate for your listeners to think that I'm a, you know, I'm a one trick pony. Um, has she hit on this yet? Has she hit on this yet? Um, but to me, I've called it the pipeline problem for years, right? You can only give back what you got. Right. And, and if you didn't have it and we have reached that I've 30 years now, almost of doing Mm -hmm. workshops, we have reached and, and have moved beyond that tipping point where the people in the audience for the most part did not get yeah a child led play based autonomous mm-hmm. early childhood experience they grew up in a child care center okay yeah. and that's not good bad or indifferent i'm just saying if you were raised in a 1 2 3 eyes on me crisscross applesauce it's time for snacks sit down be quiet i'll call your mother that's what you remember mm-hmm. and even if you don't remember it that's what your body experienced. Mm-hmm. And so if you never got three hours to go do what you want on the yard, if you only got 20 minutes on the playground, if the teacher was in a good mood, mm-hmm. that's your default setting. Yeah. And and with no judgment, I'm just reminding people that you're going to teach the way you were taught and you're going to parent the way you were parented unless you do the work. And the only reason you're going to do the work is if you have some kind of personal or professional aha that makes you go, hold the phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, really? I shouldn't have the babies all in their (laughs) bouncy seats doing circle time for 30 minutes? Like, like, whoa, like, you know, mind blow. But until you have that, that kind of, I mean, I hate to be dramatic, but like epiphany like that, unless you see that there's another way yeah. You're just going to be business as usual because in your brain, it's not broken. You have no reason to start questioning it. You know, mm-hmm. you haven't had that insertion of that, the conflict, right? It's like a movie. It's like the movie setup. You, yeah. It's business as usual. 
but you haven't had that wrench thrown. Yeah. And I'm that's starting... what I love about our work. Like your podcast is a wrench for some people. I like to think my so. workshops are a wrench, yeah. you know, for some people to go, whoa, hold up. Like yeah. I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, for sure. I've started using, um, and I know this is um very nerdy phrase, but I've started talking about free play pedagogy. <laughs> Just for the people who need it to sound a little more academic than me just saying, yeah, they should choose what they want to play. <laughs> I love it. And um, it, uh, I mean, specifically in when I'm teaching or in this, this book that I'm working on, that's my new phrase. <laughs> free pay, play, free play pedagogy. I know you have to say it slow though, or else it gets, Um, but also I just love the word pedagogy. Um, Okay. So what else? <laughs> um, Well, I, I, I mean, if you want to circle it back here, I yeah. think it's, it's as always a little bit of self-reflection. First of all, I mean, I would, you know, I, I never like to assume anything from audience members or listeners. Mm -hmm. like, were you even as a listener aware that there was a United Nations convention right. on the rights of the child? Like, did you even know that existed? Did you mm -hmm. know specifically article 31 states that children have this right? Uh, did you know that the United States was the only, is the only country a part of it that has not ratified it? Mm -hmm. So in essence, you're saying, nah, no, you don't, you know, yeah. you're like, wait, right. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For shock value, we can say that it was just the United States and Somalia, but Somalia finally decided. They I know. Right. And you're like, it. what? <laughs> Yeah, so I want to go back to the article, but also to something you said a little bit ago when you were talking about Heckman and the return on investment, because um, we did a couple episodes, uh, I don't remember who was on with me, some of the nerds, where we talked about that. Um, and I'm also uncomfortable with that, that idea that the only way we can get support for children now is to say, well, in 20 years, they won't be in jail. They won't be in jail. And maybe they'll be making you money as employees. Um, but they, so page 66 in here, um, they quote uh, the Child Rights International Network that says, um, by virtue of being human beings, children like adults have human rights, not because they are the adults of tomorrow. Yes. Or the future, yes. But because they are human beings today. Children can also be made more vulnerable than other people because of their young age and dependence on adults, so they have specific rights to protect them. I also like to talk about children's vulnerability and the like dependence on adults when I'm talking about really any kind of decision making adults mm -hmm. make for children. But I that not because they are the adults of tomorrow or the future, but because they are human beings today. And I think that links with so, our, our belief system anyway about yeah. school in general and preschool yeah. and childcare in general is that, you know, we're not doing this for tomorrow. We're yeah. doing it for, for right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful reminder. Mm -hmm. I had underlined that piece. Good. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely, you know, I'm sitting on different community committees now and talking about the childcare problem and um, it's mostly money conversations. So I know that that's a piece of it that I have to be aware of. I have to be able to do that. Um, but I do also try to insert myself in those conversations with this, you know, plus they're just human beings now who deserve good, safe things, exactly. <laughs> healthy, good, safe things. Like I, I've started to not even use the word quality. I talk about healthy and safe and happy, you know, in, instead of quality. Um, and, and I think you could, Make a make a statement there. I love where this is going. That the people, <laughs> the people, the adults with the children also have yes, absolutely to be safe. What did you? What were the three things? Happy, safe, happy, and safe, and healthy, 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 mm -hmm. healthy, safe, and happy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right. So how can I, how can I, as an adult provider be tasked mm -hmm. with creating that kind of a space for a very young child? Yeah. If, if I don't experience that yeah. my own self, right. Giving back what we got. I mean, it goes back to that 100%. Yeah. And, and unfortunately there are many people who, you know, maybe have had to do more work. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I get that. Not everybody got what should be given. Right. And we right. talk about that in my keynote, right. Some of yes. you are giving back what you got because it was awesome and good on you. And some of you are like, yeah, that could have been a hell of a lot better. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make a commitment to be the opposite of that. Right. Yeah. So you have, you still have that internal motivation because you can remember what you don't want. So now you just got to work at what you do yeah. want. Yeah. And then for the people who've joined our profession, maybe from another profession, like, I love that raw enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. with that enthusiasm, I like to think comes a realization that, you, that there's, there's some stuff here I got to learn. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so this part is, okay, there's something that I've been having difficulty with in a lot of conversations lately. And that's when I talk about things like this, like children are so vulnerable and, and this will meet their needs and we need to be very mindful of, you know, these big issues or whatever. And then people will say, but you know what? The adults in the field are suffering. You know, they're, they're stressed out too. Behavior problems are bigger than they've ever been. I keep hearing that too. And, and adults are burned out and we're losing staff. So we need to keep the staff we've got. And it's almost awkward. Like, I don't want to ever sound like I am not empathetic with that. Um, I know how very little we make in the work. I've done it. I know how stressful the the daily work can be. I think switching from play and away from regimented schedules helps a lot with that stress level for the adults. But anyway, it's almost offered as we can't expect a lot from adults right now because they're so stressed out and our system is broken. Well, too bad. And, and that's what you're, I, you're but I always feel so heartless, heartless saying that, but do no harm. I mean, like who do we have the higher expectation no for? Yeah, the adult. Yeah. And, okay. and I, well, you, know, you validated my feeling. Yes, 100%. Even, <laughs> even Kane, I don't know if your listeners can hear <laughs> Kane is even howling in, in, uh, in response. I know you got to go out, but you're I mean, just Yeah, fine. I just don't ever want to make it sound like I don't care that the work is hard and the pay is low. What do we know? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, so yeah. So we can acknowledge, right, that you might yeah. be down in Maslow's basement. Yeah. I get that. And you have chosen to be a part right. of a profession that requires you to now yes, I hear him. Yeah, now you hear him. <laughs> <laughs> that that requires you not to ignore what's going on in yeah. your world. But I mean, I talk about this too. Is you got to yeah. be able to do what you need to do to have relationships outside of the building, so yeah. that you can be your full present self for those children. Yeah, yeah. That's that's our that's on us. That's, right. That's the grown ups' job. Yeah. We need to be making those accommodations. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember the last, I mean, it just it recently, it came up again and I was like, am I being unreasonable to say, no. well, I think the adults have a higher, even with all that stress or whatever, they have the higher level of responsibility here than saying we should stop trying to do these other things for children. Well, it's because it, it's going to become an excuse or a cycle, yeah, right? That yeah. kind of like, and, and, and I don't want to compare it, but I'm going to, Okay. Like during COVID, mm -hmm. when we quote unquote, weren't allowed to do sensory stuff in Play-Doh, like, let's be honest, there were a bunch of people that were happy as happy. As exactly. Yeah. 
right? You're like, yes, because I hated doing that shit anyway, yeah. right? And so, but now I had to start reminding people, like once those restrictions went away, you, you, you uh, 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 uh-huh. like, like you had your moment in the sun and it's time to get back to what we know early childhood should, could, would be, yeah. be looking like. And, and I would be worried that it's precedent setting that now we, we're establishing a precedent that, that we're not expecting the adults to be adults. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's tricky. I know it's, it's a, it's a less fun offshoot well, but, of the conversation but it's been but in it's my mind a, yeah a conversation that needs yeah. to have because i yeah. would also and this is putting the you know not play therapist therapist hat on is is it's a, it's a beautiful vicious cycle right so you've got teachers who are distracted and stressed out mm-hmm. um and then the kids are going to pick up on that yep. because we forget that they're that they do yeah. and 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 now i'm trying to execute this overly overly rigid regimented schedule the kids of course are pushing back because they're picking up on my stress and i'm not yeah. talking about it so yeah are the behavior problems really worse than they ever have been or do we have adults who are just in an emotional state yeah that they're not able to be present to them yeah yeah that's definitely part of the question but whenever and this is a whole other topic but whenever i say okay so when is this happening what are you seeing it's almost always during uh, where you're trying to lead a whole group in something mm-hmm. or move them through a, a transition. And, right. And if so, yeah. so w- flip, flip it, flip yeah. the script, yeah. have a schedule where they come in and they play. Yeah. And see, just see. Just yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Just see. Give it, give it, give it three days. Give it, give it five if you're feeling extra spicy. Because yeah. I guarantee that everybody is going to have a much better week. And, and, and what I get upset, not upset, that's not yeah. the right word. Yeah. What I, what I have a hard time with is that when I, when like, when I'm doing observation and, 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 and they do that, like, oh, Lisa Murphy's here. So yeah. we, we're just going to let him play for 90 minutes. <laughs> like what happened during that time frame that stresses you out? Like, oh, nothing. Everybody had a good time. Then yeah. Why the hell would you not have the whole yeah. day look like that? Yeah. Yeah. I get that too, of course, as an instructor or, 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 you know, having students um, who have people coming into their classroom and help. And it's always, well, they, of course they behaved today because someone was, there was someone new in the room. It's like, or, or did you do something a little different because there was someone new in the room? I mean, that's a whole other conversation too. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, or being like looked at. Yeah. Yell as yeah. much as you usually do. Maybe you didn't say Jonathan, 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 Jonathan yes. 14,000 yeah. times. Or you're you're out among them <laughs> instead of yeah. over on the wall. Um, yeah, I, I, I've always, I, I think about that a lot. And, and for me, that links back to the confidence piece, yeah. which links back to the wolf piece, which yeah. is that if I'm at a point in my career where I can translate this play, into language that resonates with whoever walks in the daring door mm-hmm. that of course I'm able to sit back and and be an observer an active right. observer because I trust that I can that the play doesn't need to stop to make somebody happy I yeah. need to get better at pointing out what's actually happening during yeah. the play and increase their understanding yeah yeah definitely one more reason why we got to get that wolf book done yep 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 I'm waiting 
Um, okay. So I guess I just, I, I should have had, maybe when I release the episode, I'll put the link to the, to the um, document from the UN convention oh, okay. um, in here. So people who are curious, but I, I think if you just Google the UN convention on the rights of the child, it comes up, they have some nice graphics um, that are like developed for children. Um, they have lots of resources for it. So I'll, I guess we'll, I'll throw that and, in here at the end. Yeah. Article 31 sometimes Article has 31. its own stuff. Yeah. Um, on it and then one of the things i just wanted to toss in too was this book published in the uk or is she just a uk based um i think rootledge is is in the author. uk so I, okay. I think that it was yes a lot of their books are published by um by authors I, or, or written by i just as as a reader who had not read this book or this chapter prior you can kind of as you read through i'm like okay this is not a us-based book you know you can right. tell just and and I don't don't know why I felt the need to say that, but um, <laughs> you know you're, you're not going to get a lot of U.S. based books talking about children's uh, rights, children's rights, <laughs> or play, yeah, or play. yeah, for no, sure, no, yeah. Um, but I I you know I I have that in mind as I'm reading because I you know sometimes I might use them with students or whatever, and I I think it's valuable to know what is happening, similarities and differences in in different parts it's not just our little bubble over here um True. that that matters but uh yeah they they throw in some extra use and <laughs> well and, and talking it, it, to me it, it read as though it was already a given right that 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 this, this right, right is there exists, exists here yeah 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 yep okay well thank you this was well, fun as it always thank is you. always a always a pleasure to chat and talk shop with you yeah and, uh, better let kane get outside though i know guy. oh he's, he's a good boy he's, he's a very good boy i hope he wasn't too disruptive at <laughs> no <today>. i just <laughs> i just heard a little bit at the end and only because you mentioned it all right thanks all right Lisa. thanks Heather. Okay. thanks everybody for listening bye bye-bye and that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.